Hello and good morning. My name is Graham Brown from Asia Tech Podcast. We are here in Level 3 Singapore with three startup founders, three representing, well, scale-ups, I heard. That's what they like to call it here in Level 3. So I'm joined by Gabriel Tio from The Lorry, Philip Stegman from Emporio Analytics, and Alexia Sichier from tryandreview.com. So quick round robin of introductions first. Then we'll talk about how you came to be in level three in this, well, they call it an enterprise-led innovation space or co-working space. So I'd like to hear your thoughts about that and working with some of the large corporates here as well. Gabriel, good morning. Hi. Hi you, you're local? You're Singaporean? Yes, I am. Born and bit. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the genesis of the lorry. So the lorry is actually a Singapore, uh, sorry, a Malaysian company. We started in Malaysia. So uh, think of us as the grab for relocation, for moving, house moving. So uh, the story is such that uh, we, our founders um, had a bad experience moving. Because when you move, you, well, first of all, you don't know how much to spend. Second of all, when you engage someone, you don't know whether they're reliable or not. And then... Uh, uh, the bad experiences come when uh, you don't have that expectations mm -hmm. met, right? Yeah. And so uh, what they did was that they basically went around. In Malaysia, you have sort of like uh, signs on trees that says lorry sewa. That means lorry rental in Malay. Uh, so they simply gathered all the lorry sewa uh, information. It's, it's basically telephone number, just a telephone number. And they posted it online and that's it it started from there right and you're now here in singapore yeah. setting up that service for singapore yeah the the product has obviously evolved yeah and yeah we're in singapore doing the same thing great well we found out as i mean we'll find out a little bit why you came to this space as well we'll talk a little bit about your involvement with level three but welcome so moving around the table philip stegman from germany originally i believe exactly where are you from in germany four, four years in singapore now i'm originally from hamburg mm -hmm. yeah in northern northern uh, capital there <laughs> i would say so no but i i really like it here and it's an amazing time especially the past four years when we established the company and moved here to to level three as well. So you established the company in Singapore before you came to Singapore. Uh, in Singapore, right? Yeah. So so um, you moved to Germany with the company, or no, what's the we, story there? Yeah, this, <laughs> the story is I I actually have a quite a story with Singapore already. I started as an exchange student here uh -huh. fourteen years ago. Oh my God, <laughs> so old already. It's very different then. Yeah, it was very different. Marina Bay Sands was not built yet, yeah. <laughs> and um, so um, and then came back here to set up a, a company for another subsidiary from a German company and mm. then went back to Germany. But I always wanted to go back to Singapore. And You're here now. And now I'm here and um, I think we're really adding value to the to the retail scene here. Okay. Um, what we do is actually we connect retailers and brands on a platform um, where we enable them to work together on data for better shopper marketing. Mm -hmm. So um, we just saw that um, I worked with retailers before, I worked with brands before, um, and we see that all the data which is around there is not, not really used. Absolutely. Only 2% yeah. of the data is actually used. Yeah. And it's a gold mine. It's a definitely a gold yeah. mine. And the, the data is there. It's not, not about acquiring data or find some, some 
tools to, to get data. So uh, we just enable brands like Unilever, uh, retailers like Fairprice or something to get um, more of the data mm. set and to bring them together to build a better shopping experience for the shoppers. Great. Well, I want to understand a little bit about how that works in a space like this as well. So we'll mm -hmm. talk about those sort of communications that you have with those big brands as well and being in a space like this, how important that is. So Philip, welcome. Thank Alexia. you. Hi, Welcome. good morning. And you are from La France? Yeah, I'm French. In, where are you from in France? I was born and raised in Paris. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not really a Parisian anymore. No? no. Since when? <laughs> when did you come to Since Singapore? Since uh, nine years. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, uh, I'm actually a PR, not a Singaporean yet. Um, but I don't think I'll, I'll go back to Paris. Maybe I'll move back to France, but not necessarily Paris. Yeah. There's a big Singaporean community, sorry, a big French community in Asia generally. I mean, La Fran Le French Tech is... Uh, La French Tech, yes. Yeah, very yes. active. Yeah, so very active, yeah. In well, here and in Shanghai as well, so... Yes, true. In yeah. Bangkok as well, in... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What is it with French coming to Asia? It's a good question. I mean, probably... Good reason would probably be that there's a lot of growth and yeah. opportunities uh, in Asia. I'm not going to talk about, you know, taxes and... <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we all know what you're talking about. I mean, I come from Europe as well, so I understand. So. Mm. And try and review, is that, was that set up here in Singapore? Did you move? What's the story there? How yes. old is that? So when I moved to Singapore, I had no plan to become an entrepreneur very quickly. I first uh, worked here. And then after like nine months, I decided to start a business, e-commerce business at that time. And more recently, three years ago, I co-founded Try and Review. Um, it's actually, Tranivu is actually a um, um, business that was co-founded by another French um, lady, Maëlle Pocha, who is my, my co-founder, and in partnership with a French media group, Reworld mm. Media. Um, and actually, the, the story behind Tranivu is... That initially in our e-commerce business, we wanted to find uh, new revenue sources and we we're looking for, for ways to also monetize our base of customers. And we came to, to do some um, uh, sampling in the orders we were sending to customers, sampling, putting leaflets. And uh, I one day met with this French businessman from Reworld Media, started to share these this, uh, new um, um, things we were trying. And then he told me about this business model, the business model that's behind Try and Review, doing sampling and collecting user feedback. Mm -hmm. And I was so like excited about this business model, not very um, developed and common in Asia yet. And I was like, we have to do that. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so this is how it started. And this guy said, well, let's do it together. So we said, okay. Then they, they gave us the, the um, um, kind of tech support. They gave us a platform to start with and uh, a database of users as well because they had other activities here in, uh, in Singapore. So other than that, we started from scratch with my co-founder. And when we've, we've started with Trinity, we really wanted to build this a web platform for consumers to write reviews, but also read reviews from other consumers. And we've, uh, we've, we've kind of made uh, the business model evolve a bit to fit the local or the regional uh, needs. And after a few months, we started to work with, um, mostly with FMCG brands, beauty brands 
to um, to help them leverage our base of users and help them generate content. So reviews, ratings, visuals, videos, all these coming from real users. And, and today, um, the brands, they hire us to, um, to help them generate this content, mm. but they also leverage and use this content a lot in their marketing uh, activities. So they will use reviews in e-commerce, they will use the reviews and visuals on their own website, we help them to also create, generate engagement on social. So lots of things, of course, online, but also offline. And so we have, for instance, um, clients who are um, creating point of sale material with uh, with the user testimonial. The claims will help them uh, substantiate. We have this try and review seal or badge that they can use in store. So there's actually a lot, a lot of things that marketers can do with our content, and it's uh, it's quite fun. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for all your introductions. I understand that you don't all necessarily know each other, even though you work in the same space. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that. You all have offices here, correct? Yes. Okay. We have all, our whole team is actually located here. All the teams case, here. Yeah. Okay. So you, you come here every day. But have you met before? I mean, even though you're in the same space, you probably recognize people's faces, but. So I, Philippe and I know each other. Exactly. Um, I, I didn't know Gabrielle before. I mean, I've heard a lot about the lorry, but oh, uh, yeah. we never yes. met. <laughs> I don't come here every day. Right. Okay. Yeah, I come here one day per week. We have an office in the east side where the uh -huh. team sits. Yeah. Okay. okay. The level tree is also That's why we haven't met. <laughs> growing a lot. So there are many new faces every yeah. day and many new people here. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, now's your chance to... you. you know these people obviously mm -hmm. they're sharing the same office with you but it's great that you can meet we talk about how important that is and the conversation we had earlier this morning with the corporates if i can call them that but they'll happily call themselves that you know wpp syngenta um, obviously unilever involved in that conversation as well is how important it is to have this sort of unstructured space where you can just talk to people i know it sounds bizarre but in the ivory tower of corporates, you can easily get into a comfortable world. And, you know, the startups are kind of out there. They live in the startup <laughs> world with skateboards and ball pits and free beer and all that kind of thing. It can be a little bit scary for corporates as well. So they don't kind of understand so mm. much about what really goes on in here. So let's talk about why you came here. Why did you move to level three when WeWork has free beer? <laughs> you know, and there are funkier offices out there, I'm sure. What was the decision to move to level three? Was it a lot to do with the corporates that are here or was it the culture? Maybe you can talk about that first. So, Gabriel, what about for yourself and your team? So, interestingly, we were with WeWork <laughs> before we came to level three. Here in uh, Singapore? Yeah, here in Singapore. But it was uh, SpaceMark before, uh -huh, yeah. right? SpaceMark. Uh, uh, but we, we formed a relationship with uh, Unilever. And then uh, we, we sort of like wanted to grow the team and, and we're exploring a new space and we were like, why not? Things get done faster. Uh, we have uh, a lot better interaction. But you could do that from WeWork, sure. You can yeah, come we, here and visit them. And well, WeWork is, is more mm. like... Not, not, not singling out WeWork, but yeah. I mean anywhere. Yeah, of course. But, uh, well, the, the, the main difference here is that you need to reverse find upstairs, yeah. right? And then you get free ice cream. Apart from the ice cream, how does that actually make a difference? The fact that they're upstairs. I mean, where does do you have sort of tangible examples of 
It does. Where that makes a difference from them being, you know, the other side of town. So uh, a phone, a email quickly becomes a, a phone conversation, and that quickly becomes a face-to-face meet, and that really speeds up the process for mm. sure. Yeah, especially with a corporate like Unilever, it sometimes when you, you're offsite, it really is a slow process. Emails of the yeah. emails. Yeah, there is a process as yeah. well. And you arrange calls. Yeah, right. and I, I think one of the things is that they, uh, the people in Unilever are really attracted by the coffee here. So yeah. they'll make excuses to come down and right. then we, we meet and then we, we talk. Not necessarily about the the immediate agenda. Yeah. I think that really, really helps. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? You don't have to have an agenda. And so much is built around not having an agenda. Exactly. Like you know yeah. that person, you recognize their face, yeah. talked about coffee, talked about sport, football, whatever it is that your common interests are. Exactly. And then that leads, oh, do you know that person in that department? Yeah, correct. Or have you seen these guys doing this thing in that country, yeah. right? Because like exploring um, problem solving issues, uh, sometimes I, I think we're too focused mm. um, because there's only so much you can write and so much time you can spend on the phone. So yeah, when we when we have real sort of uh, human interaction, it gives that dynamic. Yeah, to to sort of uh, look at it at different levels and different angles, mm. and that helps for sure. Yeah. Uh, you you have to develop your product together with your client. Oh. That's, and that's why you have to be close to your client. Right. But there are processes for this, right? Surely. There are onboarding for these kind of ideas and innovation and product development. That's too corporate. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's too formal. Yeah. I think I've, I've, I've had so many, so many meetings here, events and uh, meetups at the coffee, coffee space, et cetera, uh, which I never would have with Unilever in this particular with this particular company from outside right unilever are a client of yours are they unilever is a client of ours and um then it also spreads the word outside the this this um unilever itself so we also get connections to other brands and other uh, companies etc outside level three but you have some connection to the corporate world there Mm. you are you are part of it but you're also outside yeah it's it's the best of two worlds i would say and um, otherwise, it's very difficult to to develop your product. Have you tried it the other way? Have you tried it from the outside? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what is that like? Can you share some of the frustrations yeah, of being no, too corporate? Definitely. You you always run behind all the managers uh, at, at, at the corporates, try to get a meeting and then try yeah. to explain. And you have to have a reason, an agenda, yeah. as Gabriel said, to, to get a meeting, to get a 30-minute meeting yeah. at yeah. the corporates. It's it's Tough. a bit annoying. And if you're going through the wrong door, you can end up a lifetime going definitely. through the wrong department and find out definitely, definitely. that was the wrong way to go in. You should and have gone through this. Exactly. And you never know when people change and responsibilities changes yeah. there yeah. internally. Here, it's it's more you, you're you part of the family of the wider family, mm. you can feel. And how does it actually work? You, you mentioned, for example, like around the coffee space or mm-hmm. at the events. Is that actually where business happens? I, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely. So um, you meet people; they just have a coffee. You get you you just talk about small things, yeah. And then suddenly it's it's about the business, of course. Yeah. And then we agree to to quickly set up a meeting and talk about it, and it's very easy going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that is. I mean, that whole point about it moves a lot faster. And as you you establish trust with somebody, they mm-hmm. met you face to face. If you were simply a startup coming from the outside, you'd probably never even get to that stage. Definitely. You'd have yeah. a, a formal process you'd have to go through. Yeah. And for a startup, we can't afford 
time and money to do that. Exactly. And I also think we we also change the culture a bit mm. in the in the corporates. So we we really see they try to do new things, and s suddenly they they have the platform to do this. So I think we also add value to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd be interested to learn a bit more about that, as well as the other way as well. What do mm -hmm. corporates bring to startups? Mm -hmm. Right, it's a two-way process. Alexia, what about yourself? What was the decision to come here? Um, so I, of course, totally agree with what was just said by Gabriel and Philip. Uh, for for me, I think uh, trying to view or was one of the very first member at level three. Simply because I had the chance to meet Barbara when she oh. started a foundry and she one day shared this project with me. Uh, hey, we're launching level three. Would you be interested to join? And we were very, very young startup. We were like only four months old. And, uh, I, I saw in level three a great opportunity to market try and review. And uh, of course, uh, for us, it was like, um, um, a door that was opening to, to Unilever. Um, so I said, yeah, of course, we would, we'd love to, although we already have our, uh, our office, uh, but, uh, we'd be happy to, to become a member and see how things would, um, So you have an office and you're also yes, based in here. Yes, yes, yes. For that reason entirely to access, uh, to access Unilever. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, I think that's the reason why, so it's been three years now and mm. we renew our membership uh, every year um, because it's, uh, so the first thing is that for me, it's really nice, you know, to get out of the office and mm. here we have a lot of daylight, nice views. So of course, our office is, uh, is a startup. Yeah. So, Spartan, it's, <laughs> I think is the word, yeah. so it's, uh, it's very nice, but um, it's also a, a very efficient icebreaker. Mm. Um, I feel that we are um, much closer to Unilever than we are to other clients, thanks to Level 3. Um, when I come here for a meeting, first, I always meet everyone at Level 3 itself. I very rarely go to the to the meeting rooms, or, so it's like very casual. You mean at the corporate yes, level? Yes, yes. Why? They, I think the Unilever staff, they're, they're happy to come down, and mm. uh, and it's cool, you know, it's, uh, it's <laughs> friendly, free. it's cool, it's... Uh, Liberated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, the first thing. And then, um, so I arrive, usually when I come for meetings, yeah. I will drop some messages to people I know I need to meet. Hey, I'm around. Would you have five minutes for a quick chat? Come have coffee. And sometimes when I'm taking my, my coffee at nine or nine 30, um, I'll, I'll, I bump into people I know from Unilever and we just have a very quick chat. Hey, what's up? And then I, I tell them, Oh, you know, we've just uh, opened Brazil, yeah. for instance. Oh really? Wow, I could be interested in uh, in 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 Brazil, so we should catch up. And so I think it's also a great way to to um, just you know share the news and share what we have upcoming. Plus, sometimes hear uh, what Philip said, uh, hear what they need. Sometimes yeah, they yeah. they tell us we're launching this new uh, product or we are looking for for ways to do this and that. And we're like, okay, well maybe we could help you with that. Yeah. Mm. And it's at the end, I feel much more efficient than when we see with uh, with uh, other corporates where you come for an hour of meeting, you do your presentation, and there is a bit less of interaction. Mm. It's more you pushing your solution and hopefully <laughs> um, them uh, tell you that they're interested. Yeah. You've got to meet in the middle. That's what this is, isn't it? It's in the middle. It's not 100% startup. 
because you, you already have an office and there are places like WeWork, which are sort of geared more towards that. And it's not 100% corporate. The corporates have to come out. You have to sort of meet them in the middle. And I think then there's that sort of, well, we're outside of our comfort zones here, both of us. Therefore, we can interact a lot a lot better, a lot faster. Things happen so much faster in this environment where there is no BS so much. Or there's less BS. There's less formality. There's less walls. Yeah. I think even the corporates as well. I mean, my background is 15 years in telecoms. You know, the corporate, most corporate environment of all, right? These are post offices that became telecoms companies, right? So they want that. They want to step outside. They want to get outside. That Those within those organizations want to get outside. And they want to get outside from the walls and be in this environment where things move fast, right? Are there any sort of challenges in this? Because it sounds great. It sounds amazing. It sounds like every corporate should have these kind of onboarding spaces where startups and corporates can meet. What are the challenges in it? Because surely this is not plain sailing. It doesn't always work. We talked about it in the last conversation. There is a bank in Asia somewhere, an unnamed bank in an unnamed city who moved into a space like this, not level three, but their strategy was they took the whole level and they put in the pass gates so that nobody could enter it. And then effectively, there was no interaction between the startups and the corporates, mm -hmm. right? So what are the challenges in this kind of space? I mean, how do you make sure it works? I mean, from the startup side, what have you learned that works best and maybe that doesn't work in this kind of environment? I think the, um, the, the corporate, I mean, when, when you look at level three and Unilever Foundry, I think that the success also relies in what Foundry is doing. They're really pushing Unilever employees to come to level three, to meet with startups. They keep on having all these events to mix startups and Unilever employees. So they're, they're, yeah, they're really opening the gate to startups and they are telling their employees, you should talk right. to startups, if not work with them. You should talk to them. They have a lot of things to to teach you, and uh, whether it's in the the work methodology or new ideas you could implement. So, mm. if you just put startups in a corner and you leave your employees in the other corner, nobody's gonna do anything, and it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Right. So, foundry is, is key. Yes. I mean that sort of an onboarding for innovation and startups and all that sort of entrepreneurship within Unilever, which yeah. Barbara runs. Okay, so. Yeah. And when you when you become a um, level three uh, not founder but member, um, you'll see that if also if of course Foundry sees some good things in your in your startup that could be valuable to Unilever uh, teams, they're gonna push your business. So mm. for us, TryNewView.com, they they really helped us to scale a lot, pushing TryNewView to to uh, um, Unilever teams. Mm. That's good to hear. From the startup's perspective, what what have you learned from working with corporates and how has that been for you have, we all sort of assume it's one way that the corporates learn to take risks and be agile is there so something going the other way as well yeah as a startup you also have to adapt and <laughs> uh, you have to have some empathy um, especially for the processes for um, decision hierarchies mm. etc so how Time decisions terms. are made exactly right, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> that's, that's all a bit weird sometimes and you, you have your visions and ideas and you want to disrupt everything mm. but you realize okay it's a change management process also for big corporations it doesn't they need some time and they need to take decisions and go into risks and it's not so easy for for uh, corporates to mm. do this. Mm. 
And so you need to have patience and you need to learn how they communicate and communicate the same way, but communicate your ideas in their way. Mm. And then uh, it works. Yeah. Patience is, is mm. a challenge though, isn't it, for a startup founder? We expect everything to be done now. Um, when you surround yourself with startups as well, it's it does a, move fast. It, it's a challenge for an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you have the drive, you want to change something. Yeah. It's also a, a management challenge yeah, for cash flow, for organization. I mean, you have to manage this and you can't mm. wait so long for, for decision making. That's why organizations like Unilever Foundry are very important. I think you have to manage this from both sides mm. and bring it together. Mentor the startups so that they understand the corporate world. Mentor the internal teams of a corporate so that they understand the startup world. Yeah. And um, I think level three without Unilever Foundry is not so effective. That's so you need some yeah. some uh, mediator yeah. in between. You, you can't simply plug a level three style space into a corporate no. and bring the startups. You need that interface, which yeah. is the foundry, right? Really what I believe. Yeah. yeah. Because I imagine there's a lot of startups out there who probably want to connect with uh, many different corporates, yet they don't have that interface. They don't have a foundry of their own yes. to make that possible because it's a cultural meeting, isn't it? So. They're also a filter. They it's also uh, will really uh, uh, screen, I mean, scout the, the right startups that will really answer some needs that Unilever teams have. So they don't, I don't think they send all startups to, to right. Unilever. So it's both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But what I, what I especially like about, we talk a lot about Unilever, of course, because it's uh, Unilever space here somehow. Um, but what I like about Unilever Foundry is they also want you to be successful also outside mm. Unilever. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So they, they help you also to connect with other brands of course, not competing brands of, mm. of Unilever, but outside outside this company. And um, they have a mentorship program where other corporates are in, etc. So it feels good. Mm. It feels really that um, they want to support or they believe in us because then in the end, it, it adds something to Unilever as well. Mm. Yeah, I think the access is, is really important. Like, uh, of course, like Barbara has a lot of, her network is wide. Mm. And just plugging into her network is, is amazing. It's amazing. And it's, it speeds us to process. So we have been in touch with people from Google, from WPP, from Microsoft, which would normally take us like, I don't know, two years. A lifetime. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And well, it literally took us like a couple of months. Mm. Yeah. And then things got going. Yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, I mean, the skills are there. The people are there. Why doesn't every corporate have this kind of space. It makes sense, surely. Why doesn't it exist? Why don't all those banks who are now striving to get into fintech or blockchain, and we've seen some efforts here in Singapore as well, which have come and gone. So why doesn't that exist? It sounds, all you need is a, a co-working space. I'm, I'm you need a leader as well. Uh, yes. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the filter, I don't want to. The filter is important, right? Yeah. Yeah, because there's so many startups. Right. You need to find the right person to lead this kind of initiative. Yeah. And uh, I guess that Level 3 and uh, Unilever Foundry have found the right people right. to run this program. And it's also Unilever. They're very big in the region. They're bigger than other um, FMCG uh, uh, corporates. Uh, of course, you need funds, you need investment, you need mm. money. So it doesn't happen like this. Yeah. I like the point about the leadership as yeah. well. 
how important that is. What type of people have to sort of step up to this? Because I think there's a lot of corporates out there who want to create these spaces. And maybe it takes somebody just to plant a flag and say, I'll do it. I'll run this. I'll move this forward. I'll put the business case forward internally. What kind of people are they within these organizations? Former entrepreneurs for Barbara, for instance. Yeah. Um, so she knows the startup world. She knows the challenges that a startup has to face. And, uh, and, and at the same time, she, she also knows the, the corporate challenges. So mm. um, this kind of profile is probably a perfect one. Yeah. How important that is. The mindset's there, isn't it? So, okay. In addition, may I add to this? Um, I think you also need the support from your top management, right? So you need the trust and, mm. and uh, the, um, yeah, the sponsorship, support, right? Because it can easily word. happen and then somebody pull it away. We've seen that within corporates is we'll do this and like a year later, it's not working out, we'll pull it. Exactly. You need that long-term vision as well. So you yes. need that buy-in at all levels. So. Yeah. And the patent yeah. team as well, because they're also very good in organizing lots of events. All the yeah. time you have things happening and they, they also bring a lot of crowd around here. They're very active. So I think both of them are really... <laughs> doing a good job yeah. yeah good thumbs up 2019 we've just we're on the back of chinese new year so let's talk about what your plans are for this year so tell us a little bit about what you're looking forward to in 2019 for your startups and also being part of this space you know what is it that you, you know, it could be the events that we've mentioned here or you know people that you're looking forward to connecting with and maybe more random opportunities to connect with people around the table like this but 2019 ahead Gabriel what about for yourself is there anything coming up here that you're looking forward to um just for the lorry I, I think we just launched around the region so we just launched Thailand and Indonesia uh so the regional play is gonna is gonna be pretty strong yeah because when Singapore and and in Singapore the advantage is that uh every other company has its headquarters regional headquarters in Singapore so that's gonna come and uh, coming pretty big mm. like guys like Lazada uh, guys like uh Shopee so we want to work with them very closely I think that's for 2019 we are also launching a uh business product well a SME product so that'll be great to sort of like test it out with the guys at Level 3. Yeah. Yeah, in Singapore. So what works and what doesn't, what, what they're looking for, is, is this product even relevant? Yeah. Great. Excellent. There's a lot to look forward to. Philip, how about yourself? 2019 will be a great year, I think. We're we are expanding. We're going into new markets like Abriel. Um How many people are you here now? We are now 14 people uh -huh. here. And um, we have a team in Indonesia. We have a, um, we have people in Germany as well and in Russia. Um, now we've, we're looking at um, Thailand and Vietnam and India. So these are all markets which are mm. very, very interesting for us. Um, yeah, we, we had some successful case studies last year, which we now want to scale up and bring into all, the, all those markets. So it's a very exciting year. Uh, we also have interesting innovations in the product pipeline. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to this. Yeah. Have you taken part in any of those sort of innovative events here, like the hackathons and some of the, I know they've got, uh, they're, they're trying different things all the time at Level 3. Not all of them, yeah. but uh, but some of them. And I think it's a very good variety of different yeah. different events. So very informative sessions or very hands-on sessions, or sometimes we have a yoga session here as well. Mm. So uh, I think it's a very good mix. Mm. Um, so for, for everyone at the company, uh, especially, yeah. Great. Alexia, how about yourself? Of course, um, 
regional expansion. I mean, not really expansion, but uh, uh, definitely um, boosting our presence and revenues from Philippines, Indonesia, Thailand. We're there already, but we can do much more. And mm. um, and um, so Philippines, for instance, is a good example. 2019 seems to be a very promising year for this country. Mm. So that's one thing. And then we're launching a lot of new uh, features, new offers this year as well. We're 100% digital, but we're now starting to go offline. We're doing some um, offline uh, sampling and collecting user feedback on the streets, on the spot. So it's, mm. uh, it's quite fun. Um, so yeah, um, we're also investing quite a lot in tech this year, uh, launching um, a SaaS platform for smaller companies. So many great things happening, and of course, we also hope to work uh, uh, still and work very closely with Unilever. Excellent! How exciting! Well, it looks like you've got a lot ahead of you in 2019. Thank you so much mm -hmm. this morning for coming in and sharing a part of your journey thank with you. us as well. Thank you, thank you very much. The level three story as well. It's great to hear it from all sides of the table. We've heard from the, the corporates this morning and now obviously from the startup perspective. Um, obviously, you're a little bit later stage startup, but it's great to hear you're all out there sort of, you know, you validated your products and now you're at the scale stage. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, it, it's a great case study for those who may be looking to get plug into or build relationships with some of the larger corporates, how to do it. Because for a startup, it's a real challenge, right? We talked about time and money. We don't have that in spades like they do in the corporates, right? So to come here and connect, I think, even around the, the very sort of like loose connections, those informal conversations, really, that's where it happens. So thank you all, Gabriel, Philip, and Alexia. Thank you for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you very much.